0: Good afternoon, folks. First things first, I know we're kicking off right in the middle of your lunch hour, so much appreciation for making time for us today. My name is Dan Bowling, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Mr. Michael Deuce. Michael and I work for Level 3 Communications. If you're not familiar with Level 3, we're a global scale networking and communications company serving the enterprise on a worldwide basis. So in the 45 minutes or so uh, that I think we're going to be together, um, we want to talk about a number of areas of networking which are evolving. So evolving as a result, cloud computing, hybrid IT network environments. So as a quick side note, um, over the four or five years that we've attended reInvent, we've come to realize there's a broad range of technical and non-technical attendees here at the conference and typically in our sessions. And to accommodate that, today we want to focus primarily on um, a number of concepts and use cases which are relevant uh, in the cloud computing and uh, and networking environment. Um, It it won't be the deepest speeds and feeds discussion, but we'll hit on a number of solution areas where we focus and areas in which we work with uh, customers every day to solve uh, real problems. Of course, if we pique your interest or there are questions that go unanswered, uh, we'd offer an explicit invitation to please come by our booth on the exhibit floor or we could dig more deeply into your particular situation and or you know engage with one of the, the solution architects that we have brought with us this week. So whether or not you know level 3, you might actually say to yourself, gosh I didn't know the level three was actually in the cloud computing business. And by a very strict definition, that would be quite accurate. And that is until you you know, consider the broader impact to a, to a number of surrounding uh, network elements. So if you allow me a very quick analogy, I think from ninth grade chemistry, or maybe it's biology, um, if you imagine compute as a nucleus of, of the enterprise, right? And we recall that a nucleus has surrounding protons, neutrons, and electrons. Um, and in, in this analogy, those items could be you know, the, the data center infrastructure itself, could be the underlying and connecting uh, 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 networking, could be elements of security, DDoS, intrusion protection, firewalling, et cetera, and it might be content delivery services. So as the nucleus moves from you know, uh, what's historically and traditionally a, 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 a private enterprise-owned uh, data center environment, you know, all these surrounding elements, those things, protons, neutrons, electrons, orbiting that nucleus, are also shifting right, in support of new business requirements and new technical opportunities. And that's where level three is focused. So that's my long story and long analogy to say we're focused primarily on those things that are surrounding uh, uh, that nucleus of computing environment. So what is happening in the network, the this, this surrounding environment that I'm talking about? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that the evolution versus revolution concept is probably overused, but it fits really well here. Uh, consider wide area networking itself, right? it's got, you know, gone through a number of important but incremental sort of improvements over time. If you think about the old days of private line, frame relay, ATM, MPLS, Ethernet, um, important but incremental sort of improvements over time. Uh, Some would actually argue, you you know, uh, over that span of 20 years or so, it's just been um, uh, small gains, right, incremental gains the proliferation of cloud computing today and the services on demand approach is actually having a very revolutionary impact on networking as well so not because there's a new underlying uh, uh new underlying uh, moving bits technology better faster etc rather it's the services on demand approach uh that is moving itself from cloud into networking as well so more years ago than i could probably care to admit i actually knew how to configure routers and switches and i've definitely forgotten more than i can remember um, you know it took skill took training took some expertise um, but it's very much an, an administrative task anyone who's been in a Command line interface configuring BGP parameters knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, as as part of the uh, the move that's taken place in networking, it's it's actually moving from what I would consider uh, network administration to a, to more of a network orchestration environment. So, network administration might be characterized by. Uh, the reliance upon human interaction or intervention to actually uh, respond to a network event or a new business requirement, for example, whereas network orchestration is more characterized by automation. Uh, Rather than waiting for a, a human person to comprehend, calculate, and react, predefined thresholds, triggers, and configuration Acting automatically in real time uh, uh, to real time events. So th- this orchestration, of course, is being enabled by software-defined networking, API integration, and the like. So, at, so at level three, we often talk about the concept of the connected enterprise. In the connected enterprise, companies are networking, many and various things, people and processes, uh, uh, customers and applications, machine-to-machine today in the world of IoT. And the the list is quite long, and it can be fairly daunting. As a matter of fact, I might argue and have heard argued that in the world of IT today and networking in general, uh, one of our most significant challenges is actually to keep pace with and capitalize on the opportunities that are presented to us today. Consider the modes of communications presented here. Um, Each of these generally and genuinely represents an opportunity to optimize for competitive advantage in in your own business. Areas such as uh, speed, cost, quality, agility, efficiency, performance, reliability, et cetera. All those, each of these is an area where you can uh, optimize for your competitive advantage. So as a company, as your company, perhaps, you know, embarks on a networking transformation in support of your cloud or hybrid IT computing environments, you know, we would assert it's important to have partners and vendors who can help you capitalize on each of the opportunities that are available. So thus far I've talked somewhat broadly about the evolution or the revolution that, that's underway in networking. Uh, here we start to define those areas which are transforming in support of this new computing environment. Michael's going to walk us through um, each of these solution areas, each of these elements that I talked about where, where level three focuses and uh, uh, surrounding the, the, the cloud environment. And going to talk about market drivers, some technical drivers, and talk through a number of use cases um, uh, that are happening in the real world today. Michael? Thanks. Thank you, sir.
1: Afternoon, folks. At the end I want to thank you guys for taking your time out for lunch to be here. Much appreciated. I know you guys have other things that are pressing for your time, so we uh, welcome you very much. and. As also what Dan was saying before, we're gonna keep this pretty high level. This is a net 205 uh, class number, right? So the level here is fairly high for you guys that are tech junkies and really want to dig in deep. Um, This is gonna be probably a little bit light for you guys, Um, but feel free, like Dan said earlier, to come by and talk to us or our solution architects. There's a class also on Thursday uh, the PTS 216, about 2.30 in the afternoon, where one of our solution architects, principal architects, and Amazon solution architects uh, are going to talk about the actual uh, providing of private connectivity we're talking about here today for reInvent in 2016, and what Level 3 and Amazon have uh, partnered with to give you guys a very predictable, very high performance, excellent experience here during the show. Uh, no matter what your connectivity needs are, both internet and private connectivity, we'll talk about that here at high level now, but they'll get a lot more deep into how we actually implemented it for reInvent 2016. Uh, so I welcome you to come see that. That'll be in the exhibit hall. Uh, the room number is 2825. And again, it's Thursday afternoon at 2.30. Uh, anyway, as Dan mentioned, we're going to talk here about some high level uh, trends and drivers for why the network needs to transform because of cloud because of cloud connectivity, because of cloud workloads, both applications and data, and security, right? we need to simplify security. We need to provide security as a service. We also need to provide better, more predictable network connectivity and more dynamic connectivity. You see that kind of pop up a lot here during this discussion. So, um, and again, if we don't discuss what you want to talk about here today, if we want to hear more detail. Feel free to come talk to us at the end of this session. We should be done before 1.30. Uh, and you can also come see us in the booth. Level 3's booth is 629 in the exhibit hall starting today at 5. Um, so, first area of trend kind of triggering, we have in these areas we're going to cover three aspects. We're going to cover what triggered the change need or need for change, um, what the traditional network model is, which is often pretty ugly, not very dynamic. Um, you guys who work with network providers are probably very familiar with that. And um, lastly, what um, needs to be transformed or what is transforming and what level three and uh, some of our competitors are also doing to transform the network to be more cloud friendly, cloud aligned um, as far as consumption, model dynamics, et cetera. So first off here, we're gonna talk about securing cloud deployments. And obviously one of the biggest barriers for many enterprises to enter the cloud and put critical applications, more than just dev and test, in the cloud is security, right? So obviously you're having to protect data and or applications that are now no longer in your data center, an organization's private data center, private wide area network where everything is self-contained, it's maintained, it's owned by you, the organization, and you now have made a decision to move part or most or even all of your applications and your workloads into the cloud, either a private cloud extension into third-party data centers or in public cloud in the case of Amazon Web Services, obviously AWS being a leading uh, cloud provider is obviously why you guys are here. Right. But nonetheless, this creates an extra security challenge. Right. So the trigger is obviously the cloud need for increased security and more dynamic and more remote security than what is self-contained in your own premise. Traditional networks don't do that. Traditional networks and traditional security is all premise based. It's enterprise wide area network focused. You do own it, but you have to deploy your own hardware um, and deploy your own staff, obviously, for security operations and security implementation. And as you go into the cloud, you may start wanting to say, hey, you know what, that's not my core competency. I really don't wanna be doing that. I don't wanna be paying for that. I would like to have the network provider and or the cloud provider provide me managed security services or security as a service, right? Similar what IaaS and SaaS offer from a cloud compute and storage. So that's the transformation needed and wouldn't it be great if more network providers and cloud providers offered you implicit security or at least something you could offer as an augmentation to your existing premise-based and self-contained security? So what level three is done, or is in the middle of doing actually, is implementing what we call network-based security gateways. It doesn't necessarily replace your premise-based security of choice, and you've already been certified and you have picked your vendor of choice and your solution of choice, but what it gives you is an extra level of security for secure internet access to cloud or to the internet at large but also for private connections that can connect our WAN on behalf of you and your WAN to the public cloud providers and or data center providers that you choose to you implement for public hybrid and private cloud right so we have what we call the enterprise security gateway it's a network-based firewall slash UTM slash you know intelligent threat defense type platform It is very high performance, obviously, and it's in the network as a managed service that we provide for you to secure your workloads, secure your data as it transports back and forth. And it can provide leveraged internet access securely, as well as leveraged access to the cloud, Um, it's like um, Office 365, et cetera, to give you an extra level of security. And we've implemented that, we're implementing that globally, and we'll continue adding more features to that, more self-service, and so stay tuned, but if you're interested, Feel free to look at our managed security services on level3.com and you can have more discussion at our booth as well. Next up is inconsistent workloads. What does that mean? Well, as people start moving applications initially kind of toe in the water into the cloud, one of the first ones that is implemented obviously is backup and disaster recovery. That may not even be in public cloud. It could be in a hosted data center provider or it could be a public cloud provider like Amazon. And that's one of the first applications beyond dev and test that people move into the cloud. What it does create, though, from a networking perspective, is periodic spikes in bandwidth requirements. It's one of the applications that would represent that. So for example, your initial backup is going to be pretty big in many cases. And you're going to have a lot of data that's going across there. Your dev and test guys or your other applications that are going on may be impacted by that performance-wise, especially in the traditional networking model where you have fixed bandwidth that you've allocated. And all of a sudden, you saturated that during one of these peak spikes. So, wouldn't it be nice if the network provider gave you the opportunity to do more of a cloud-like model where the network can be dynamically or scheduled to increase bandwidth 2x or 3x to accommodate this spike, either planned or unplanned? And these obviously, backup and recovery can be bidirectional. So, you can have backups going one way, and that could be a scheduled event. Obviously a very unscheduled event would be a recovery where you're trying to recover your entire data center or at least part of a data center to a failure. And that would be a massive unexpected event. Wouldn't it be nice to have the network automatically detect this and this increase in bandwidth need and dynamically increase the bandwidth for you on the fly uh, to accommodate that spike? That would be awesome. So we have offered this. We're starting to offer this now. So let's look at what we have done as far as a solution. What we have is a feature called dynamic capacity. It provides dynamic bandwidth that you can schedule, or you can do ad hoc through a portal, or you can make it automated through alerts. So actual network management or enhanced management alerts can trigger this to automatically increase your bandwidth as you see fit and you design on a config to where it can increase and decrease automatically based on usage thresholds. So for example, right here, if we had uh, backup and recovery, trigger it, it could be automatically done, or you could schedule it, or you could just do it ad hoc through a portal. So it's much different than a typical telco where you have a fixed bandwidth and you saturate it and then you impact this application, but also other applications. It's much much preferred, we think. Next up is uh, data center connectivity. So obviously, as you start going to public or private cloud, um, you want to take advantage of the dynamics of cloud and how you can not have to necessarily pre-establish and pre-build data center assets, your OPEX for resources to manage it, manage all that. You want to dynamically expand it. There are many use cases around this, of course, but um, data center connectivity, in this case, we're talking about the need to dynamically and very quickly turn up new servers, turn up new capacity for that service without having to pre-invest in it way in advance and then also permanently allocate the assets, both people, resources, and compute storage. So you can take advantage of it. And it can be a third-party data center, or it could be the public cloud, like Amazon. But you want to take advantage of this, but you also want the network to allow that to be like a seamless extension to your data center. So you need secure access, obviously, right? Traditional networking, assumed that your networking was only worried about your data center or data centers, and your WAN had no consideration for access to the public cloud or to a third-party data center. But now you need to consider that. You need to have secure connectivity, uh, whether it be public internet with encryption uh, for dev and test when you start doing it, or if you want to have private connections, you need to have that as well as an option. And there we go. So the actual uh, challenge is to do exactly that. You want to be able to take advantage of public cloud or third party data center connectivity to extend the capacity of your data center quickly and then use it as needed, the true consumption model, not have to invest in it, pre-invest in it, but do it quickly, turn up service. You can even tear it down or move it between cloud providers or data center providers as you see fit or have services that do multi-cloud over time, right? So your network connection actually becomes a key part of this. You need to have a very secure connection, obviously, whether it's public internet-based or private uh, connection-based. I'm curious, how many people in the audience today know what Amazon or AWS Direct Connect is? You guys know what it is? Any raise of hands? Quite a few. That's good. How many of you actually use AWS Direct Connect today through us or other network provider? Not as many. <laughs> um, and that's not, that's not uncommon. A lot of people do use it. Um, we have over 500 connections to Amazon today that are private connections. Um, and they range in bandwidth from 10 meg to 10 gigabit each connection. And we have multiple. For this show, we actually created 60 gigabit of connections to this facility for Amazon, connections to both US East and US West, as well as, well actually of that 40 gig is private and in 10 gig chunks. And then 20 gig of that is internet based. We have diverse connections, both East and West. So your experience here on site will be through that kind of connection, combination of internet and uh, private connections, which is very cool, right? So that's what Direct Connect offers. Amazon Direct Connect and our offering that matches that, which we call Cloud Connect, gives you the ability to interconnect privately into the Amazon Web Services, EC2, S3, et cetera, right? Which means instead of having to use public internet with or without encryption, you can actually use a private connection of your own and provide a hybrid cloud or, to a pseudo sense, a private cloud, if you will, using Amazon Web Services for compute and storage that's seamlessly connected as a private connection to your WAN or to your data center. And in that case, you have a choice to make, because we offer both. Uh, Ethernet-type connections point-to-point, which is ideal for a data center-to-data center connection, like your data center to Amazon. Or we also offer any-to-any connectivity through IPVPN, layer 3. And that gives you anybody in your network, whether it be branch office or anybody, can access the application seamlessly, any-to-any. The awesome thing about data center-to-data center is that it allows you to not even touch or have to be worried about impact to your existing incumbent layer 3 network. You can just do it independent of that and connect your data center to Amazon directly point to point and add multiple levels you need. We have several customers who do exactly that. They have multiple 10 gig connections to do a variety of applications in Amazon independent of what they're doing at layer 3 with Amazon or their own network or anything else, which is very cool. So let's talk about public cloud services, now we're talking about not just sending your data center to, say, a third-party data center and or a public cloud, now we're really focusing on public cloud specifically. And public cloud, obviously, in this case, we're talking about Amazon Web Services for EC2 and S3, et cetera, or apps that run on top of that. But you really have, you're all in the cloud now. You really want to have predictable performance. You want this to be seamless, where no, no consumer or employee can tell the difference between it running in your data center or Amazon. And once again, Direct Connect, provides a beautiful way to do this. You can have up to a 10 gig connection per connection and you can provide very high performance, very predictable performance, very low latency. If you have data center connection considerations for storage, you can even locate that connection very close proximity to even minimize latency that much more to get between your data center and Amazon. There's a lot of ways you can do this and a lot of companies are doing this today because they're fully all in in the public cloud or the hybrid cloud. Obviously, for public cloud doesn't mean you're all in only hot public cloud. You have probably a data center or certification compliance reasons to keep some or all of your data or applications in your data center, either now or indefinitely. And that's fine because you can connect again your data center to Amazon privately with very high performance. So that's exactly what Direct Connect and Cloud Connect are for you today. And so there we go. We've got a case of big data analytics is a use case example of this, where someone, an enterprise or retail outlet, is actually doing a zillion or no, millions of behavioral uh, transactions. They're tracking a customer behavior regularly. They have a huge amount of data. They decided that they are really not going to continue investing in their own data center compute resources and even storage to analyze this. The analytics is critical for their business, but they decided you know, it's way too expensive for us. It's not our core competency to do data center services and IT. We're going to get out of that as far as a permanent investment perspective and take advantage of our existing data center augmented with Amazon and do analytics in the cloud. Right. So now we have a need to get predictable and very expandable, very quickly expandable compute and even storage to do data analytics. And Amazon and Direct Connect and Cloud Connect provide exactly that. So you can size it for your need. You can even implement, like I mentioned before, dynamic capacity if that need changes on the fly and have dynamics associated with it. But the bottom line is, it can be a seamless extension of your network and, more importantly, your data center, which is awesome. Okay. Let's look at content um, delivery services, right? Content distribution. So obviously with the IoT and every sensor known to mankind can attach to anything from things rolling around uh, uh, the show with video, all kinds of stuff. Content delivery has exploded, right? There are so many uh, devices and sensors that are being just continually providing content. Social media is obviously part of that as well, but obviously the, the explosion of content has really taken off, and cloud is a good way to use that. Many customers and many providers of content delivery are taking more and more advantage of the public cloud to implement content delivery distribution. However, there's still going to be some need in many cases, either compliance or just they have they have a need for whatever reason to keep the data and/or some of the compute in their data center again. So once again, this is a great example of how do I how do I get an environment which is going to be mostly or partially in the public cloud, but I also has for whatever reason I have some private uh, network needs or private data center needs still for media or content but I really want to make this thing grow according to the demand, right? So, you take an example of this, and using Amazon CloudFront CDN, as in the middle of the diagram here, you have a private connection to the right, which is your data center, your media, whoa, hello, let's go back one. (laughs) Okay, so the far right has the content media data center, which you already run today in your enterprise, but you want to expand this, and using CloudFront from Amazon, CDN, you can actually do that so your consumers still access Amazon in the public cloud mechanism, but the data can be either partially there or fully in your data center, and you have a private connection between the two, right? So everybody's leveraging the public cloud globally, if necessary, for content distribution. However, it's taking full advantage of a private connection for maximum performance, low latency, high throughput between your data center for the media storage and media replication, possibly uh, combined with Amazon for the high scale. So it's very, very cool. But the key here is the network becomes a key aspect of this. You have to have private connectivity. You have to have high bandwidth and predictable bandwidth, which is often not, well, it, it may be, but it often is not guaranteed to the public internet at large. right? So this is why we can kind of combine the two, with public cloud on the left, leveraging the internet, private connections on the right to guarantee performance where it's needed. Lastly, um, with the advent of SaaS, with the advent of self-service portals, Not just in cloud, but basically it's prolific in today's world. Um, Network providers need to follow suit and have SDN and more important APIs and portals be a key aspect. You don't want to have many customers do not want to have the traditional network model again, where you have a a typical ordering system and you wait weeks um, or even months, worst case, for a connection to be fired up. Especially when it's cloud-based, you want this thing to be consumption model, pay as you go dynamically done, and self-service, right? Self-service IT is the way of today, and the network providers like Level 3 need to catch up with this and need to really embrace this and have a networking model, both not just from the dynamics of actual network connection, but actually your control of that through portals, API and SDN, To so you can create and modify and monitor your connection, even through external events where necessary. So SDN and portals are absolutely essential in Level 3 is very embracing this. We are providing connections today, I mentioned before with dynamic capacity with Amazon today. We're gonna offer some new capabilities coming forward, stay tuned, but we'll have some dynamic connectivity options as well that can be API driven, uh, that you can actually drive a connection and fire the connection up for the first time and tear it down dynamically and not have to do your typical long-term, one-year term plus uh, connection to Amazon, for example, through us. You can actually have it be aligned very much so with the dynamics of the cloud. So you have elastic compute and storage. You can have elastic networking to go with that. And that's very important to you, very important to us, and we hear that message loud and clear. Okay, Dan, you want to help on the last slide here?
0: Sir? Yes. So I'm going to do another quick show of hands. I, I, I think Michael Dew speaks really quickly, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Uh, we are going to have some time at the... at at the end here. We had anticipated um, having some question and answer here at the end of the session, but we found out that the room's not set up for that. Um, Michael and I will be hanging around here to the side of the stage. If anyone has some questions that that, that you'd like to ask, again, we'd invite you to uh, visit our booth uh, on the exhibit floor. We'll engage with you and your situation on uh, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. We'll talk to some of our solution architects um, as Michael described and as, as depicted here, you know that protons, neutrons, electrons—sort of concept that I spoke about at the beginning—level three operates in each of these solution areas that that, that we've just discussed. Um, of course, we would assert, maybe no surprise, that it's 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 an important and valuable to engage with uh, networking services partner who can help, help you optimize and uh, achieve some of the things that are available to us out there uh, as you consider your own hybrid IT and cloud computing environment. Um, with that, Michael, do you have any? No, I guess that's perfect. I mean,
1: uh, you guys are welcome to come by our booth, 629, in the exhibit floor, starting today at 5. We'll be there all week. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to come by anytime time uh, and contact us. You can find us at levelfree.com, uh, but we'll be here all week.
0: I think we've given you some time for lunch before your next session. Thanks, everyone.